this thing. No title again. that out uh, put that in the background as you know what that's from oh bell's not working well anyway um it's uh yeah, it's addiction jane's podcast number episode number episode number episode 853 for uh thursday late july that'll be july 22nd Ooh, the olympics start tomorrow I watched the uh, Canada-U.S. baseball game, the uh, women's softball. Uh, it was it was a fun game. Uh, <laughs> we could not get over the American pitcher. I don't. If, this means nothing if you didn't see it, but wow! I mean, she was like she wasn't human. I mean, I'm. I shouldn't say anything because I don't have anything nice to say, uh, except that she was an amazing pitcher. Of course, the Americans won one nothing, but Canada held them down, which was great. Um, but my God, what a machine! And she just everything about her, like she was a giant to start with, uh, and had this delivery that just never varied. It was just the exact. It was just like a robot had been programmed, and that program is not going to change. There were no false moves. Uh, anyway, let's park that. Um, this is the CD that I bought in memory of my good friend Peter, the accountant. Uh, I, as I read through the letters, one of the letters I went through was August 1984. I had a few weeks in Japan just before, I mean in Vancouver, before heading to Japan. So I knew I was leaving. I knew I was saying goodbye to my friends. And we just had so much fun that summer. We just partied. And, and it describes... The things we went to and, and, you know, what we did together. And it was it was heartwarming. So, uh, anyway, Peter was, you know, a central character in all this. And uh, uh, diabetes and never looked after his health. And, uh, you know, he's one of the four that's gone. Four of that close inner circle. Uh, 
So uh, the other CD I opened in or ordered in honor of uh, Richard, who was also gone, uh, had something happen. He refused to see a doctor and he died. When had he gone to the hospital? It might have been quite simple matter. Um, anyway, uh, it was um, Taj Mahal. Take a giant step. That CD, in particular, Annie's Lover. And it was on back order, and finally I just got, no, we can't, so we can't, we can't get this. So I'm afraid I might have to uh, download it from iTunes and just have the digital version. But I really wanted a CD copy. It's a double CD. But uh, it can't be found. Okay, so moving on. Why am I talking now? Where am I? I'm facing the school my uh, second son went to, Daniel Cedarbury Collegiate. It's uh, looking a little rough. It's a rough school. There's a lot of heavy-duty construction equipment all around, cement mixers. It looks like they're redoing the driveways and uh, just a lot of work before school starts up in the fall. Uh, he did not have a particularly great experience here. Uh, the school was a bit notorious. There are a lot of gangs. Um, and I remember, I probably even mentioned on a podcast, driving by here once and seeing two gangs of kids on either side of a road sort of chasing each other. And, uh, you know, shit's going to go down. But anyway, okay. Uh, my reason for being out was I had to, I had to go to Canadian Tire to buy plumbing tape. So the good thing is, wow, I walked in, I found it, I used my credit, and I'm coming home with two sizes, a half inch and three quarter inch of, uh, I can't even pronounce the French side, uh, thread seal tape. Um, and the reason for that, well, we've got a faucet in the garage that just, you turn it on and you have to have a bucket underneath the tap because it just fills in no time. And, you know, you, if you wash a car, you probably got two buckets of water wasted. So, hey, that's not good. And it was one of those things that just uh, never got around to getting. And today, or yesterday I decided today I should power wash the deck. Uh, Barnacle Bill, my good friend Bruce, has been doing his in Vancouver. And he mentions it every day and how his back is sore. And, uh, you know, he missed a spot. And he's had all his furniture and plants to move. And I'm going, oh, gosh. But it was good. Like, we exchange emails every day, sometimes several a day, I've mentioned. And um, maybe, you know, keep each other, I don't know, accountable, maybe, in a way. Like, hey, I know I have to do my deck, and he's just done his. Well, geez, maybe I should get started. So I went into the garage and got out the power washer. And I always, when it comes to that damn thing, there's a tank, there's an electrical plug-in, there's a connector hoses, there's a wand, there's you know special spray endings for the thing, you know, how fine or how wide do you want it. Ah, and I always forget. And, and first of all, I don't even, I got it, I guess, because I thought I could clean out the eaves troughs using it. Uh, and I, we did do that, and I have washed the vehicle with it. So, yeah, it's functional. Uh, and it's pretty simple. It's fairly mechanical, so they don't tend to break down. And you can load it up with special soap or stuff and, and you know, rinse uh, stuff that way, you know, and it'll run, cycle through the water and uh, all kinds of stuff. Anyway, plugged it in, and I noticed that where my wife has the back door hose, or the back the hose for the backyard connected, my wife, my meaning Naoko, um, 
she had a rag tied to it. Well, that's the old-fashioned way. Uh, you know, you tie a rag and maybe it'll, I don't know, keep it tight. But anyway, it leaks out. So I knew then, okay, you can't even begin to power wash the deck unless you get this tape, sealing tape. So that's why you're getting this spiel of words on this particular day. But it's time to start a new podcast anyway. Um, a couple of themes, you know, and I'm, I'm not going to apologize anymore. The letter I'm working on now, six-page letter to uh, Chris when he was living in Vancouver from uh, May, May 1986. Uh, I'm writing from Yokohama. Um, and I'm ending the relationship with a woman called Hatsumi, who turns up in several of the letters. And I am just about to ask this lovely young lady, Naoko, to marry me. And I, I was, I mean... You know, Chris sent me back all these letters from Australia, and, and I hadn't read through them all. But to find a letter telling him, like, the day before and up to the day after me proposing to Naoko, like, that's, come on, geez, that's, that is history. It is, well, very important to me. I'm very curious to know. I, I have the feeling, again, I've said this before, but that Naoko will not read this till after I'm dead and gone, if then. Um, but I'd be curious to know her reaction, you know, because I am declaring my love for her and, and knowing this is right and knowing there could be no future with Hatsumi and it was, you know, there was an overlap there. And and in this letter I refer to, I, I decided I'd write a private letter, just a personal letter just to my father. Uh, I think I'd seen the movie Ordinary People, and it was all about people finding it difficult to show their emotions and so on. And that spurred me to write to my father. And I thought, well, hey, what an occasion to write to my father to tell him I've met somebody and I'm going to ask her to marry me. So anyway, all that came up. And I'm just very excited about it. And it's one more thing. Like I keep having these, you know, these waves of doubt and then I'll find a letter like this and say, well, damn, that's worth having in a book. That's interesting. Well, it is to me anyway. Yeah. Uh, here's another thing. It's kind of related. Sorry, there's a lot of noisy trucks going on there. Um, I compare myself to others all the time. I'm all, And I'm always measuring people. And it's not a good thing. It's not the, the thing that you should be doing. I think everybody does it from what I read and see and, you know, when I talk to people. But I'm very bad at it, and it's continual. Somebody will tell me something they've done or whatever, and right away I think, oh, I haven't done that, or, oh, maybe I should have done that, or, you know, and sometimes it's a worse judgment. Oh, you know, uh, judging people by the way they laugh or tell a story or... You know, finding their shortcomings, as if to make yourself feel better. Because, oh, I can, I can do better than that. That's a horrible thing. And it'd be so nice just to not have that. But I think it's almost hardwired into our brains that, you know, hey, sorry, buddy, but you are forever going to be doing this. You are forever going to be making comparisons and measuring. I've, I've talked about this before, you know, and, and measuring up. 
or not measuring up. And, uh, we're, you know, we're not talking about men and their virile functions and things like that. It's just, how am I as a person? And, and how, do I, how should I be better than I am? I guess that's what it comes down to. What, you know, how have I failed in this instance? And God damn it, man. Let it go. Stop it. But it's hard. All right. Change of topics. Last one. The Toronto police have been out in force taking down um, squatters camps in public Toronto parks. Uh, These are like little tent cities that homeless people and squatters have set up now. I got to tell you, these are some damn fine tents. You'd be lucky to find these at at a provincial campground. And that is because these are not just homeless people. These are people who are pushing a particular cause. Hey, there's homelessness in Toronto. This system's not fair to the poor. Uh, There are people who are drug addicts and need treatment. And it's a fair attack on provincial and and municipal, federal too, politics and failed policies. Hey, help these people. They need it. So you've got other people in there. You can call them agitators. You can call them uh, supporters. You can call them whatever. But it is not just the police coming in, finding some poor homeless guy and beating him with clubs and, and throwing him out in the street. No, they are offering hotels rooms, and some of them have taken it. They're looking for alternatives, but they're saying you can't pitch your fucking tents and take over a large section of a public park where sometimes parents like to come with their children and play and walk, you know. And I'm maybe wrong on this. I don't think so. That, yeah, for Christ's sake, no, that isn't the place for you to pitch your fucking tent. You can't live there. And let's face it, this is these are not all sanitary conditions. This is not a healthy thing to do to have a lot of people from the streets pitching tents, living close quarters in the back end of some park. How the police have handled it, I can't see. I don't know all the stories. I hear both sides. It's brutality. It's mean. It's cruel. They're rough. They're arresting people at them out. Uh, in return, people are throwing rocks and bottles and, you know, so on. So it, it's uh, there's always that. But again, we're not talking about just the poor homeless who really, truly need social care, uh, health, and a place to stay and many of them complain no you put me in a hostel you get robbed you get beaten you're with other drug addicts it's uh i don't want those places i want the freedom of the park well there has to be some kind of a solution now i know there was a huge park in vancouver uh it used to be chinatown it it might be oppenheimer park i'm not sure don't quote me on that uh i thought there was one with a japanese name but there was a japan town before the war anyway world war ii um, and last time I was there, I'm pretty sure they had a lot of, um, tents and facilities set up and people were living there. They had basically taken over a park and that means for the city to bring in porta potties and, you know, make it okay. If you're going to do it, let the police patrol it and, and have sanitary conditions, have a fountain, have water, <sighs> you know. Now, some of these other places they've taken them to Toronto, they've had portable generators and stuff. And, and hey, sorry, 
I think, you know, again, it comes down to the law and order part of me, which may surprise some of you. But it's just, no, you, you can't. You can't just take over land that's meant for everybody and you take it just for yourselves. Okay? Now, if this is a political protest against the Vietnam War and people took over a park in Chicago, I'd say go for it. Stop that war. Uh, and, of course, the Chicago police went in, as you all know, under Mayor Daley and uh, beat the shit out of them all. Uh, it was an awful story, but... Anyway, that, that's just, it's, it's news. I'm just sharing a little bit of Toronto news with you. You know, sadly, 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 these forest fires are out of control all over. Some in Ontario, all over the interior of British Columbia. And just prime, beautiful vacation land and uh, fruit growing areas and so on. And it's, it's an awful thing. And the floods in China, oh my God, the images of floods throughout China where they've been damming rivers and just haven't had all the infrastructure in place to make sure these things don't overflow and then they got you know rain in a couple of days that they would normally get in a year or something like that and like my god entire streets were rivers and all of this going back to global warming europe same thing happened in germany holy shit man what is the world that we are handing to our children and our children's children by god all right, so I'm going to end it there, and uh, I'm going to get back, and I'm going to actually apply some plumber's tape, and if I can get that done successfully, I may even do the first quarter, or part anyway, of the deck in terms of just washing it before I can stain it. The goal is, of course, i got to stain this damn thing, and uh, I've got to buy new stain and so on, but first got to just clean it. I feel so bad. Our, our poor Torta, the outdoor cat, is lying on the deck, and this is just going to... You know, I have to get him. All right, Tora, you got to get off the deck now. It's going to be noisy here. I'll make sure he gets extra at supper time. Don't worry. Scarborough Dude signing off from uh, a senior's home parked right across from Cedarbury Collegiate. Bye for now. Yeah, just chiming in here from uh, Rona, Home and Garden. First time I've been to this store, this is at uh, an area, it used to be called the Golden Mile. I think it still is, but there were car manufacturers here along Eglinton Avenue in Scarborough. And uh, this is Canadian-owned, or I was told, and they may have been bought out by... um, the Lowe's or Lowe's bought out Rona. It's hard to say who's who. Um, I went in thinking, okay, it's Canadian. Then I'll I should buy here if if everything's the same. But the prices on what I was looking for, and I'll get to that, were six dollars higher a can than they were at Canadian Tire for the same product. And at Canadian Tire, I've got coupons twenty five. $25 uh, gift cards I got to get rid of. So it's a no brainer. I got to go back to Canadian Tire. But this is the fourth store uh, selling deck stain that I've been in today. The fourth one. Um, well, I, I've been talking about that anyway. I've got to get going on the deck. And I thought, okay, today's a good day to go out. I found I've got almost a full tin in the garage from the last time we did it. But, of course, they don't sell that product exactly anymore. 
and instead they sell either different brands or if you find the same brand which is Thompson um, the they don't have exactly the same. They've got sheer here. I've got, here's what we had. We had something called, got to go back to the beginning, uh, Thompson Water Seal Waterproofing Stain Solid Color. And the color I got was Harvest Gold. So you want a solid color. It's not transparent. And it was Harvest Gold. So I go and I find, oh, well, we don't carry that anymore, but we've got Olympic Water Guard. But it is um, transparent. And we've got we've got Harvest Gold, same one, but it's transparent. I'm thinking, well, that won't be good. One will be dark and one will be see-through. I don't know. So forget that one. So I go to another store. Oh, we've got Thompson now. We've got it. But this is the tinted wood protector, but it's sheer nutmeg brown. Okay, it's sheer, but it looks darker. Nutmeg brown. Well, I don't know about that one. Go to another store. That was this one. Oh, we got Thompson, water sealer. Uh, waterproofer plus uh, we've got honey gold which looks closer to your your other one but it's a sheer okay no I don't want that oh well we also have a sheer nutmeg brown but that's the one that costs six dollars more than the other one how about just a desert brown um, it doesn't say oh that's tinted okay desert brown so desert brown might be the closest I've got but by the end of it I'm just so confused. Like, all right, I don't know which one to get. I mean, it's silly, but it, it's not. Hey, it's our deck. We've got to live with that. Once I've painted it, you know, that color. So I'm a little afraid that the dark might be too dark and the light too light. And uh, uh, so what am I going to do? I'm going to, I'm not going to buy any. That's what happens. I've spent all this time out here on the east end of Scarborough, west end of Scarborough, um, and I'll just come, I'll talk it over with my wife. I'll say, what do you think? I'll give her, you know, say, in the end, I'm going to buy whatever they have at Canadian Tire because I can use those coupons and it's $6 cheaper anyway. Uh, but I just thought I'd share that with you because I, I want people to know that I actually, I do get out and try and do things. You know, I'm not a complete basket case yet. I am making an effort to... You know, keep up. Yeah, the deck's got to be stained. Yeah, it's got to be this year. Hey, I, I actually went out and got a tray and, um, you know, a stirring stick and found the remains in the garage of the last tin that we used. So I know what I'm looking for, even though you can't get that product anymore. Um, so that's something. Now, on the way here, I thought, okay, I'll just treat myself to a $1 iced coffee. And I thought, oh, I'll be smart again. I'll use my app. And, of course, by the time I drove up, uh, she handed me a hot coffee with two creams. That's what I ordered. No, no I'm sorry, because I tried to order online without speaking. And the lady, you know, I drive in. The lady says, what? Uh, yes, what can I do for you? What, what would you like? Oh, I'm already ordered. I've ordered online. Okay, drive up. And... Uh, Somehow, I can't even explain how, somehow, I ended up, I thought, paying for two coffees, and she hands me this coffee, and I don't want a hot coffee, and I apologize, and I'll, look, I'm really sorry, but that's not what I want, there's been a mistake, yeah, okay, just a minute, and I guess she cancelled one, and she handed me an iced coffee, which is very nice of her, and I'm trying to hand back the other one, she says, no, I can't take that back, no, never mind, I just cancelled it, so... 
I've got the iced coffee now watered down because this was before I started all this shopping. Damn, all the ice is melted. And in the other little cup holder, I've got a hot coffee, which I'm going to stick in the fridge. And tomorrow, I will have another iced coffee. So thank you, McDonald's, for allowing stupid seniors to make mistakes and not punishing them for for it. You know, would an electric shock, if you shock every senior, every time they make a mistake, would they learn better? Would that teach the brain to sort of form new pathways and sort of, okay, either stay away completely from online ordering, at, you know, at the risk of getting an electric zap on your wrist, or uh, let them, you know, just order the old way. All right. Anyway, I guess, oh, no. Oh, no. Today was the opening Olympics. I wanted to talk about that. So many people are, oh, cancel them. And I, I feel so much compassion for my friends in Japan, my teacher friends in the Tokyo area, you know, Kamakura and around there, Yokohama, uh, Kanagawa Prefecture, who, you know, the cases are high in Japan now, and they, they don't have, they're not vaxxed. Um, you have to understand Japan to know that they're not, they're not simply going to adopt an American product or a foreign-made uh, product and inject people with it. They're going to want to make their own. They're going to. They're going to want. They're going. They're going to want to have tests done and so on. So there's been a reluctance to uh, get people zapped, vaxxed, and uh, so that's a bit of a problem. And now the cases are high, and and most of the people they didn't want to pay for it. They didn't want all these damn foreigners coming to the country and spreading it. About people are calling super spreader events, but it means all over social media. There's just nothing but negativity about these Olympics. And come on, the ones who have gone, the athletes, this is, this is they living for this. So I want to cheer them on. I, I want to, you know, give some support. I always watch the opening and the closing ceremonies, and I love them because it's artistic. They're trying to display, here's our culture, here's our history, here's who we are, and here's our artists, and these are the people performing. They had a jazz pianist today who was fabulous. She was just crazy, her hair all sticking out and just, you know, pounding the keyboard, and uh, she was really, really good. And it was fun. They showed that against a backdrop of, like, somebody dressed in no uh, costume, and so, you know, you're going back hundreds of years into Edo Jidai, Tokyo time, uh, against this modern pianist, woman. Um, the lighting of the flame was amazing. The rings that they brought out were all wood. Wood that was planted during the 1964 Japan Olympics, which was a big deal for them. That wood was harvested and made into these beautiful rings. Now that is amazing. And you want to cheer that on and, and not just, oh, fuck, you know, because I, you know, it's all corrupt and so on. Yeah, okay, it is. I'm not cheering on the IOC, but I'm saying if it's going to go ahead, which it is, let's let's celebrate and make the most of it. I, I the most of it, the most of it. I love to see all these crazy countries. I can't keep up. How many fucking countries are there now? Like two hundred or something? Uh, marching in, you know. I fast forward through that, but I recorded. I set the recorder for this morning to to watch the thing, and I enjoyed it. And I and I want to celebrate. I want to cheer on. Number one, Japan. I mean, they had a globe made out of um, 
what do you call them? the little robots that fly in the sky? You know, the not hovercrafts. You know what? You, the word escapes. The little things. You can buy them in Canadian Tire. And it was a perfect globe. And the ones that were lit up outlined the continents. And it was it was just amazing that they did this. And, of course, it was perfect. Anything technical was perfect. And then all the people leading up to the lighting of the uh, the Olympic torch, uh, it was wonderful. It, re- it really, really was. So um, that's it. I um, I cheer them on. I'm glad to have uh, seen that, and uh, I want all the athletes to, to have a, a fabulous time and uh, a safe time. And uh, God, I hope there are not too many more horror stories coming out because there's a lot of them already. All right, I'm going home. I'm just you know I'll just cancel shopping today. I'll go home and I'll vacuum. Surprise my wife. Surprise now, go. Scarborough Dude signing out from outside Lowe's home and a garden. Uh, take care of yourselves. And, uh, you know, look look for some good news. There's an awful lot, my God, of just negativity. I posted on somebody's thing, you know, is anybody watching this thing? And they said, I am, because how often do you get the world parading together in the same place in peace? In peace. They played Imagine, too. That was nice. Uh, seeing kids out there, they did their best. Those who were involved, a lot of people dropped out. That's fine. That's their choice. Some people couldn't. But the ones who were in there, they did everything they could to make this a success. And uh, uh, cheer them on. So cheer yourself on and, and look for some bright spots. Look for some joy. Damn it, damn it, damn it. We need a whole lot more joy. Scarborough Dude, signing off. Bye for now. Attention, please. Oh, my God. Scarborough Dude here. It is July 26th. This would be, uh, God, is it Monday? Only Monday? Yeah. I, yeah, you lose track when when each day sort of fades into the next. I'm just back from Canadian Tire. Uh, I mentioned, or I tweeted, I probably didn't mention it, but a couple of days ago I walked in looking for this stain for the deck and got all the way to the back of the store, found the stain, and realized, oh, oh, aha, I'm not wearing a mask. And so, you know, I put my hand over my mouth and nose or, you know, because I thought, well, people, nobody's saying anything. Nobody looked at me or anything. But I mean, you know, hey, I know I was the only person in the store like that. So I covered my mouth, walked to the front, and, uh, you know, asked to get out the special exit. And uh, the cashier just gave me, a, they had a box to take one. So I went back in, didn't buy what I wanted, came home. And today I thought, okay, now today's the day I'm going to go and buy that can of stain. The one that I talked about, they don't have the product I had last time, but I got one by the same company, and it's just, you know, hey, probably new and improved, who knows. Ah, Back to this different Canadian Tire, because they had it, and I thought, okay, good. Now I'm going to use up the last of my Canadian Tire gift cards. I had these $25 gift cards. Now, I thought I had a stack of them. Uh, And I used one the other day, it was only $1.38 left on it, and I guess, yeah... 
So I used one today, and it had some money, but not a whole bunch left on it. And um, I, you know, I'm at the cash, and I said, "You're going to need a manager for this." So she goes off. <coughs> Sorry, <coughs> I empty out my wallet, and I have got cards from, you know, Pilot, where I never buy gas from. It's in the states; we don't have them here. Yeah. Sorry. Um, I've got them all over the counter, and I can't. <coughs> Sorry, I can't find any more. And I, I, I'm sure I had some. So I'm already I'm looking like a fuddy duddy, and there's a guy behind me, and uh, you know I know this is going to take a while. So I look through, and then I say, I got another. I got a Visa card for twenty five dollars, shiny like a brand new Visa card. Same $25 on it. And I figure, well, God, I should use that too while I'm at it. Because otherwise, it's just going to get forgotten. It was a gift probably for an elk or something. I don't know. $25 Visa gift card. Good until June 24. Or June the 2024. So I use that. I still don't have enough. Well, I got points, all right. Anyway, it took me a whole long time to do it. And I felt really... Stupid, and yet I hadn't done anything wrong. I didn't have the cards I thought I had. I'd used them. I bought out cards that... But I am I think I'm in that dark shadow area where I think any mistake I made is due to the mental decline. It's the beginning of, uh-oh, 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 you know? And uh, that's scary. And, it's, and it, the thing is, it's not always right. For example... I didn't make a list. I knew what I wanted. I got the product I wanted, picked up paintbrushes, and then I look. I see, you know, here's a bunch you can get here for $14 and get five brushes. Yeah, I'll get that one. And then I look a little closer, and oh, here are brushes just for staining, you know, decks and things. And I figured, no, no, come on. It's just a con. There's just the same goddamn brush made in China. They just want you to pay more for the special brushes. And then I found, ah. But they have some on sale. I'll get those. All right. So I, I'm doing what I do. I know I need toilet paper. Uh, we need toilet paper. So I go. Great. Find this. I had to ask somebody, but I found the section. All right. Here you are. 12 rolls. And somehow it said 12 equals 24. You know, okay. So maybe because it, it's two-ply or something. They were doubles. I, I don't know. Anyway, it's cashmere, you know, special soft. Um, twelve rolls. Yeah, twelve for six forty nine. Wow. Okay, that's on sale. Forty percent off. Yeah, I'll take it. Then I look, and then they got oh, but here's twenty four rolls for twenty one ninety nine. So you know, quick do the math. Twelve rolls times two. That's thirteen dollars. Thirteen dollars forty eight rolls. Here you got twenty one ninety nine, twenty two dollars forty eight rolls. Then and I'm back and forth and think something's wrong. And right away I think it's me. I'm confused. Well you know, I'm I'm picking them up and I, well which one should I get? Well I only need well no, you always need toilet paper forever. You can never have too much toilet paper, we all know that. <sighs> But this seems such a deal. Forty percent off, clear, twelve rolls, six forty nine. There's gotta be something different, you know. And I look and I, I bring the twelve roll pack 
up to the 24-roll pack, and I stand them side by side. You know, I'm even counting. And I look, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. This one's in the pack of 24. Those rolls are a little fatter. What's the fine print? And you get down to the fine print. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. 241 sheets of bathroom tissue per roll. 242, sorry, sheets. The other one was like 161 sheets per roll. Now I get it. Doesn't seem like such a good deal, but hey, as I say, you can never have too much trouble. But anyway, it just it just made me feel old and stupid, and it's a shitty, fucking awful feeling. God damn it! Give me a fucking break. Well, I'm asking myself to give myself a break because I'm the one being hard on myself. I'm not hearing it from you. Although, if you're listening to this, you're probably thinking, "Oh my god, dude, shut the fuck up." Uh, anyway, I'm parked at. Um, the cemetery, because that's all I felt I was worthy of today, a cemetery. Uh, it's just, you know, man, oh my God. I mean, I had a rough night. I didn't sleep well. And so these days, usually I sleep really well. And lately, not so much. And now God hasn't been feeling well. And last night she said, you know, I don't, maybe I've got COVID. You know, she's been vaxxed and so on. But maybe, you know, you can still have effects if you've got it. And so sometime in a dreamlike state in the middle of the night, I'm thinking, oh, my God, that explains a lot. I've got COVID. And I'm tossing. I'm not going back to sleep. So today has just been a a write-off. Now, the thing I have to do is throw out this fucking visa card. Throw it in the garbage. It's used. It's gone. It's spent. Throw it out. Good. It even says on my receipt, gift card balance, zero. Jesus Christ. So, but I don't know where she, where did she take that off? Credit redeemed, 27. I don't know, did she, I hope she took off my, I don't know. $21 for the toilet paper, okay. $36 for the sealer, $9.74 for the brushes, comes to 68 Plus eight ninety three tax comes to seventy seven. Oh, gift card redeemed, twenty five dollars. Okay, so fifty off that twenty. All right, all right, we're good. You see, even that was. I, I mean, I really even that. I'm worried, boys and girls. I'm worried. Um, I'm not feeling comfortable about this. I'm not. Uh, you know, this is. <laughs> Is that getting to that? I mean, you'll know better than me. Holy fuck, eh? Anyway, I gotta go home. I got, I got steam stuff. I got stuff. I got stuff to do. I'm gonna talk about this on my men's group tomorrow. I got men's group, our monthly men's group on Zoom. I think I'm gonna talk about how I'm starting to feel. Share it with the other boys who, uh, you know, I used to think, oh, God, I'm so much younger than these guys. And now it's all changing. Oh, my God. In just a matter of years, suddenly, I can't walk. Everybody else is out there curling and, you know, doing sports and stuff and hiking and walking. And I'm doing none of the above. Sorry. I guess this sounds like a lot of whining and bitching. But, uh, hey, if you can't whine and bitch on your own show, what the fuck can you do? Scarborough dude.
I gotta go sign off. Go. I think I'll just go do something fun. I've, I've got a Vincent Price movie on, an old and it was just classic vintage Vincent Price. He's just fun. He's just fun. a ham over actor, and that's why you love him. Like every scene is just too much. Like it's Shakespearean. It's really wild. And uh, Bonfire of the Vanities, I recorded it. I saw less than two minutes uh, showing uh, Tom. Uh, Tom Hanks, and he was so awful for the part. I mean, I know what everybody talks about, you know, talked about. It's just an awful choice, Uh, but I'm still looking forward to watching it. But I can't until I finish the books. I've still got 200 pages to go, so that's what I'm going to go. I'm not going to do any deck staining today. I'll get all the stuff ready where I can get at it and maybe start tomorrow. Uh, Meanwhile... Barnacle Bill out in Vancouver is giving me his deck updates every single day. So I think we're actually, through these daily email exchanges, multiple exchanges, we're encouraging each other to to actually make progress. You know, we complain, waking back, oh my God, so oh, I don't feel like it. But I think the fact that we're each confessing to the other one uh, is actually helping. And I guess if I start thinking about other people my age. Uh, I know I'm not alone in this, you know, worrying about your brain being frazzled and (sighs) all that stuff. Okay, we've had enough. Scarborough Dude signing off. Bye for now. in the car that, uh, oh, I guess he likes the smell of my damn coffee. All right. Oh, hey, Woo. here we are. It is the perfect time. I just tweeted that to uh, finish off this Dixon Jane's podcast, number 853. Thank you. If you've come along this far, I've got my uh, Mick Cafe, $1.05 iced coffee. Mm, I like them. I like them. Simple. Oh, come on, Wasp. Go away. Um, yeah, I'm at Thompson Memorial Park. It's just after four in the afternoon. And it's kind of a special day. It is July 29th, I believe. Yeah, I know that because it was the day my uh, library book, I talked about that, Bonfire of the Vanities, was due. And I finished it this afternoon plowed on through all 600 and, I don't know, 70 pages or so. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a great book. And I think what was interesting, it was written in the 87, it was the 80s anyway. Um, I did a Google search on Tom Wolfe. So much I'd forgotten since reading uh, Electric Kool-Aid Acid Test. A very interesting character. Uh, No longer with us. Died at the age of 88. But uh, anyway, a great read. But I really think a lot of what it was about, uh, racism, inequality, uh, dual standards, corrupt justice system, really applies today just as much as when he wrote it. And I I think they recognized it at the time. Uh, And now I'm free to watch the movie version, which I have saved on TCM, that uh, I already know is going to stink, but I'm still very anxious to see how they've done it. I like almost any movies. 
So, uh, you know, I don't have much in the way of uh, critical theory or, you know, standards that, oh, it's got to meet this. Same for music or anything else. If I like something, I like it. If I'm entertained, hey, that's all I'm asking for. All right. So a couple of things, a couple of things I want to get out of the way. Um, I think I mentioned probably a while ago, maybe the last podcast, about the cleaning up of the camps where homeless people had pitched tents. And I was saying these tents are not what you'd normally associate with somebody who's down and out and poor. These are some very fine establishments. Uh, but it's because it was a political move. It wasn't just about, it was about, you know, getting housing for the homeless and uh, inequalities and so on. So there are a lot of other people there, not just homeless people. Uh, but I said, hey, the parks are for the public use, families and so on, get them out. But I did see some video subsequent to that of police use, some police using some pretty damn rough tactics and uh, that was uncalled for. I think this could have been done in a much better way than uh, than it was. So I just wanted to be clear on that. You know, I'm not saying get in there and beat the hell out of them. No, no, no. That was not the way to solve this problem or to take care of it. I, I'm, But I was in favor of saying, sorry, you cannot pitch a tent and live in a public park. Uh, that's, that's off grounds. Maybe we can find a place where you can pitch your tents, you know. We'll even bus you there, but um, okay. Anyway, uh, the other story that's in the news, and it's got a lot of traction. It just keeps getting repeated. Uh, the Montreal Canadiens, they were riding high, getting up to the semifinals, or to the finals, losing out. But, uh, I mean, the fact that they got that far, suddenly all of their fans are back. Everybody loves the Montreal Canadiens until uh it came to drafting and uh i'll just read out the uh, quote from the paper pressure is growing on the montreal canadians over their controversial decision to draft logan malu i think that's how it's pronounced uh with at least two other quebec companies saying they're unhappy with the team's choice um this fellow um when he was playing i think in sweden uh, at the age of 17 i believe uh, yeah. Uh, while he was playing hockey in Sweden last year, Malou, 17 at the time, sent some of his teammates a photo taken without consent of a young woman engaging in a sex act with him. After the women complained to the Swedish police, Malou was charged with defamation and offensive photography and was ordered to pay a fine of $2,100. So, um, you know, that's not good. Uh, but... Montreal said, but he's a great hockey player. We'll take him, and uh, and then they sort of tried to backpedal a little bit and say, well, we're you know we're gonna we're gonna raise him up to be a good young man. He's made a mistake, and I guess what I'm getting at is the uh, the battle lines have been drawn over. Do do you forgive somebody who's made a mistake? Can people make a mistake, especially at the age of seventeen, and then learn from it and change and become a better person? with support and training and leadership and guidance uh, and all those things? Or is the offense so reprehensible, posting pictures of a lady uh, in a sex act who did not want to have her picture posted and sent to his friends showing off, look what I did, Um, is that so reprehensible that there's just no forgiveness, bam, his career is over? mistake he made at 17 and I'm leaning on the side of not forget but forgive and move on and see what we can do with him see if his his 
room. Now, I think a lot of the things, his apology was only five words written on a note, wasn't sincere enough. And I, you know, I, I don't have all the backgrounds. And I guess exactly what Bonfire the Vanities was about was how the press can get hold of something and influence the public and change people. So whoever you read, whatever, wherever they're coming from, they will have their slant and they'll present the information or what information they choose to share in a certain way and you'll be swayed this way or that way, you know, without knowing, you know, is there such a thing as objective truth? Um, I just know that I've done so many stupid things in my life, things that I regret, things that I'm sorry about, uh, things that I wouldn't do, certainly now, knowing what I know and the kind of person I am now. Uh, and I'm just glad that I've still, I've been able to last this long and, and get through life and, uh, I like to think I've paid my dues, you know, I've had my share of uh, problems too, but, you know, when you're young, you do stupid things. Um, so, uh, you know, I don't know, I guess I'm just putting that out there. That's, I, I feel, yeah, give him another chance. I think what they're going to do is not going to play him, they're going to bench him for the first year, so he won't even get on ice, but he'll be part of the association. But I think the other lesson, and I guess, okay, here's what I really, really get upset about. The sponsors who are canceling, uh, the people, God, who are they? Uh, I don't know. Even the Prime Minister weighed in, of course. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau also weighed in on the issue Tuesday, saying his favorite hockey team showed a lack of judgment by selecting the defenseman. Bam. I think they have a lot of explaining to do to Montrealers and to fans right across the country. So lack of judgment means no, you should never have picked him, is kind of where Trudeau seems to be coming from. Um, but what gets me is the sponsors, do they really, really feel, do the people in the boardroom making the decisions, do, really, do they really feel this was awful, we can't possibly support a team that would hire such a man who's made such a terrible mistake in his life? Or is it, what will this do to our sales? Will people think badly of us because we're supporting a team that is giving this guy another chance? And that's the hypocrisy part of it. And again, uh, Bonfire the Vanities, I think, deals with a lot of that crap too. So, All right, um, that's it. Today, I also got a phone call. I was very glad from Providence Healthcare, um, kind of bouncing me back and forth. Oh, maybe, you know, there's, I was, my form sort of, I phoned the uh, people who do the um, falls prevention clinic, and they said, oh, no, I think you're in the uh, strokes and neurology department. And I thought, oh, okay, well, that sounds better to me because I, you know, I need to, uh, this is my problem, is neurological. Maybe they have different information. And they call back and said, oh, no, sorry, there was a mistake. No, you were actually with the uh, false prevention. But then she listened, and I talked a lot. It was just nice having someone to talk to who really knew her stuff and was just wonderful, you know. Okay, okay, well, we'll, we'll talk it over with the team. And then she had all my files. She was able, it's wonderful that, you know, on the phone, she's able to, while I'm talking, I could hear her tapping away, pulling up my files. Oh, and, and she came up with the doctor who looked after me, the neurologist, and what her findings were. So I felt very encouraged. Uh, there is a wait of four to six weeks for the uh, um, false prevention clinic, but I don't necessarily want to go through that again. But 
somebody will get back to me and I will see somebody. And that's just great. That's just wonderful. Um, okay. Oh, God. I've, hang on while I... Um, yeah, Tim, yeah, we got another four minutes. I just had a um, comment on my hash pipe episode, and it's quite funny saying, hate to break it to you, but what you got there is a keef pipe and not a hash pipe. Moroccans do not smoke hash through the pipe. So, good. I'm going to respond to that. This is from an old, this is episode number 11. By God, I've been meaning to do that too. Uh, another episode of my uh, YouTube things. But anyway, I've been seeing that for months. Um, one more thing. I finished. Today is just such an amazing day. I finished. I put the last story in last night of um, the second volume of Letters, Volume 2. I'm aiming for like 396 pages, same as the first one. And I had one letter at the very end, a very special letter to end it with. I won't say any more than that, but I'm, I'm just very pleased that I held that one back, and uh, that's the last letter in the book. But I had one more I had written to uh, my buddy Bruce, and I really had second thoughts about it, because it was mainly, it was about drinking, getting drunk, and lusting after women, the ones in Togo and the ones back in my village. And repetition, same thing. I mean, I was getting drunk every day, but I was with other Kusos who were drinkers too, I mean, one of them at 4 a.m. was shouting in my village because he got lost. And he's trying to find his way back to my house. And it's a tiny little village. And he's waking up a neighbor at 4 a.m. So I don't know what some of the uh, people thought of me. I know the, the missionaries liked me because they felt I, I related to the local people in a way they couldn't. And that's why they put doctors to stay. Well, you stay with Ken, you'll meet the local people. And uh, so I had a total of five doctors staying with me over the two years, which was great. But I, I went on a lot of benders. Um, I can't blame anybody else. And it sort of sheds me and paints me in a very, very nasty, you know, dirty old, horny old drunkard man. That do I really want to reveal that side to my kids? And, and should I put in a preface, tell my kids, um... Skip some of these letters, don't read this one, or don't even read this whole book. Do they want, what are, What will they think? And I think it's kind of, I really, I'm struggling with that a little bit. I'm going back and forth, back and forth. Do I just tell it like it is, like it was? That was me. So really what it comes down to is I really have to write a, a carefully worded introduction, like a warning. You know, read this first and then go from there because... Um, I know my second son is, my number two son, Daniel, is, is fairly conservative, traditional in his ways. And I don't think he would approve at all of my behavior. And, and for that matter, I don't think my elder son would either, nor would my wife, <coughs> nor would my parents. And one of the reasons I've been able to publish these or put these out there is because both my parents are gone. I'm not so worried about my brother and sister. Ah. Uh, you know, but um, I would not have wanted my parents to uh, to read either of those books. Anyway, I'm just I'm I'm thrilled. I'm excited. I'm writing the home stretch, and I'm going to go through it letter by letter and do that final bit of editing before sending it in to get a a draft first copy, and then I will order a bunch. And I hope that um, 
I can unload a few to uh, to friends. Some of you have already read them. If anybody has and has any further comments, please let me know. It would have been nice to put some feedback in this. Okay, so there you are. This is a shout-out to anybody who has read any of my letters and has any comments, preferably favorable comments, I think, because I want to include that as a little pitch in the second volume. Um, yeah. That that would be that would be nice, and and I'm you know if you don't feel like it, that's fine. That's not a problem. I'm not looking for a whole lot. I'm not looking for long testimonials, but uh, any little feedback might be a good thing to sort of put on the back cover of uh, this second edition. It is going out to the printer. I hope within the next uh, week. So uh, yeah, whenever you hear this, and if you think of it, ooh ooh, I better send Ken a a tweet or a message or an email or something. All right. I've uh, run over my time, so Scarborough Dude signing out from, uh, God damn, I never get to finish my coffees. I talk too much. From uh, Thompson Park. I should, now that I'm here, take a walk. To, yes, I think I'll do that. So, uh, yeah, rest assured, I'm uh, making some efforts to uh, get myself back, or steady my health. Steady my health. There you go. Here's a catchphrase. Steady my health. Scabber Dude signing out. Bye for now.